Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, we come now to the last chapter of Chronicles, and we're going to read about Judah's decline and their captivity under Babylon. The Babylonian captivity happened over a period of several years, but it culminated in the year 586 B.C., so just to have a mental timeline, and it resulted in 70 years of captivity. And so this is one of the uh, seminal um, moments in Israel's history, and it's not a good moment when they fell to Babylon. So let's read Second Chronicles chapter 36. And the people of the land took Jehoiahaz, son of Josiah, and made him king in Jerusalem in place of his father. Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for three months. The king of Egypt dethroned him in Jerusalem and imposed on Judah a levy of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. The king of Egypt made Eliakim, the brother of Jehoahaz, king over Judah and Jerusalem, and changed Eliakim's name to Jehoiakim. But Necho took Eliakim's brother Jehoahaz and carried him off to Egypt. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord his God. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, attacked him and bound him with bronze shackles to take him to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also took to Babylon articles from the temple of the Lord and put them in his temple there. The other events of Jehoiakim's reign, the detestable things he did, and all that was found against him, are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. And Jehoiakim, his son, succeeded him as king. Jehoiakim was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months and ten days. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. In the spring, King Nebuchadnezzar sent for him and brought him to Babylon, together with articles of value from the temple of the Lord. And he made Jehoiakim's uncle, Zedekiah, king over Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became the king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord his God, and did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, who spoke the word of the Lord. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had him take an oath in God's name. He became stiff-necked and hardened his heart and would not turn to the Lord, the God of Israel. Furthermore, all the leaders of the priests and the people became more and more unfaithful, following all the detestable practices of the nations and defiling the temple of the Lord, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. The Lord, the God of their ancestors, sent word to them through his messengers again and again, because he had pity on his people and on his dwelling place. But they mocked God's messengers. They despised his words and scoffed at his prophets, until the wrath of God was aroused against his people, and there was no remedy. He brought up against them the king of the Babylonians, who killed their young men with the sword in the sanctuary, and did not spare young men or young women, the elderly or the infirm. God gave them all into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. He carried to Babylon all of the articles from the temple of God, both large and small, and the treasures of the Lord's temple, and the treasures of the king and his officials. 
They set fire to God's temple and broke down the wall of Jerusalem. They burned all of the palaces and destroyed everything of value there. They carried into exile to the remnant who escaped from the sword, and they became servants to him and his successors until the kingdom of Persia came to power. The land enjoyed its Sabbath rest all the time of its desolation. It rested until the 70 years were completed in fulfillment of the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all of the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up, and may the Lord, their God, be with them. And so ends uh, the book of Second Chronicles and the, the stories of the, the kings of Israel and Judah. Josiah's son becomes his successor for three months, and then the king of Egypt, who had defeated Josiah, made a brother of the king, his, his vassal. He reigns for 11 years, does evil. And then Nebuchadnezzar comes. And so the Babylonians came in waves. They came um, over a period of in excess of 20 years. There were really three major thrusts. And so during this time that this is occurring, the coming of Nebuchadnezzar, Jeremiah is in the city prophesying, Ezekiel is alive prophesying, Daniel is alive prophesying. Three of the greatest prophets who ever lived were living through this situation and um, detailing it from God's perspective in their own books, and we'll come to those in due season. But Nebuchadnezzar took articles um, from the Lord's temple to Babylon, and um, Judah has a king that rules as a puppet under Babylon for a while, and And uh, the king is not satisfactory, so Zedekiah becomes the last king of Judah. And Zedekiah is descended from King David. He's the last uh, descendant to rule and reign. But he did evil in the eyes of the Lord his God. And uh, it says specifically he didn't humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, who spoke the word of the Lord. And we know from the book of Jeremiah that he confronted this king many times and asked for repentance that he didn't get. But he also rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar, and um, Nebuchadnezzar was not very gracious about it. He um, brought wrath on Jerusalem, final wrath, and in judgment, Babylon destroyed Jerusalem and took um, Judah captive. Let's, uh, Let's read from verse 17. The Lord brought against them the Babylonians, who killed their young men with the sword in the sanctuary, and did not spare young men or young women, the elderly or the infirm. God gave them all into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. He carried to Babylon all the articles from the temple of God, both large and small, and the treasures of the Lord's temple and the treasures of the king and the officials. He set fire to the temple and broke down the wall of Jerusalem. He burned all of the palaces and destroyed everything of value. He carried into exile uh, to Babylon the remnant who had escaped from the sword, and they stayed there until Persia came to power. And there's an interesting note, verse 21, the land enjoyed its Sabbath rest all the time of its desolation. It rested until the 70 years were completed in fulfillment of the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah had rebuked them for not taking every seventh year as a Sabbath rest. 
and apparently this had never occurred uh, from the time of Joshua when they entered the Promised Land. And so there was this um, aggregation of uh, 77th years that had not been taken. And so they became 70 years of captivity for Judah to prophetically um, pay the punishment for the Sabbath rest that the land was supposed to, to have as prescribed under the law of Moses. The last two verses record Persia's decree for Judah to return 70 years later, and they are identical to the first two verses of Ezra. This is one of the reasons we believe Ezra wrote First and Second Chronicles. But we read in Second Chronicles 36, the last two verses, In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up, and may the Lord their God be with them. And so we will tackle the book of Ezra in the next um, segment. We'll begin the book of Ezra, which is um, the returning people coming back after this proclamation is issued. But this ends the, uh, the book of Second Chronicles and completes First and Second Chronicles. We've met some good people and some not-so-good people. Uh, we've met some uh, kings that served well and some that served themselves. And um, a lot of um, personal applications from their lives and a lot of things to watch for and a lot of good things that we hope to emulate. But Lord, we ask that we would um, avoid uh, the evil that many of these men and and some of the women um, fell into. Lord, may we serve you faithfully. We ask you, Lord, that our nations would not fall into judgment like Judah did because of our um, refusals to, to follow your ways and follow your words. Lord, collectively, in all the nations of the earth, raise up leaders who will be after your own heart, who will live by your word and live in your ways. God, turn the hearts of the people back to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We want to live godly and peaceful lives, and we ask you, Lord, to bring us to a place of repentance and revival. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.